Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. Fishes and animals and evolved into a man. As they teach our children and we wonder why they're crazy. The devil used Darwin like nobody's business. God created everything. And when you and I were born again, we understood it. For the first time. How could I be so blind? How many days? How many nights? And all of the trials you went through and all the good times and the bad before you came to know God. Yet one day, boom, your eyes were open. And this verse manifested in your life and in mine. I has not seen what now you see. Your ears did not hear, but now you hear. Your heart did not comprehend, but now it does. And now you know that if he did that much to open your eyes, just wait what he's going to do to you next. He's going to bless your socks off. Bless you beyond belief. If you walk with him in obedience, he will continue to reveal and bless himself to you and I. It is in our relationship with him. He wants to bless, but he can't so many people because we get in the way of him. We can't just put our faith in him and say, we believe in you that you died on the cross and then live our own way. And then open up our Bibles once every two months and wonder why Christianity doesn't work. It does work. He's waiting on obedience. Everything is way more important to us than the Bible and prayer, and, and that's not good. But when we get back to the basics, my goodness, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And you know, if you go to Isaiah 64 and you read that verse 4, it says the end of it, he doesn't quote the end of it, but it says, God acts for the one who waits on him. God acts for the one who waits on him. God doesn't, you can just do the contrast, God doesn't act for those who aren't waiting on him. I love you guys very much. We want to believe that he has greater things to come, and he does. I had no idea I can sit here all day. When I was single and broke and wanting a wife, it seemed impossible that I would find a wife that loved God and would love me. She had to be beautiful because I'm picky. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, to, to find her by God's grace. I was really hurting inside and learning how to die before I met her, right? Because the old Ryan would have got out in the world and go, gone found, and found some, some girl. But I knew I loved Jesus too much to do that. So I'm just gonna cry like a baby for four years and die to myself. Die when I know the clubs are there. 
die when I know that there's easy pickings out there. But I love Jesus now. And as a young man, I, all I can do is sit there and cry to him. And he was like, good, I need you to talk to me more. That's, my, that's your problem. If you don't talk to me now when you're single, you're not going to talk to me if I bring her to you. So learn to pray, sonny boy, and get busy serving. And a lot of Christians are in full-blown unnecessary depression because they, they don't understand that, that God saved you to serve him, to do something. I mean, in the parable of the, of, the, of the talents, he called the servant that didn't do anything a wicked and lazy servant. I gave you this, and you did nothing with it. What did you give me? I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered. He opened your eyes from, from being dead to being alive, to do something. And if we don't do something, you can call it whatever you want. I'm different, I'm weak, you don't understand, I'm different, I have limitations, I'm not like everybody else, you don't know me, I'm different, I have limitations. I know the Bible and I know God, and he didn't come to let us use our human weakness as an excuse. Too many Christians worship human weakness. The Bible says, look to your, the author and finisher of your faith who endured the cross, lest any of you be discouraged in your souls. Don't grow weary in doing good. The excuses that we make are nothing more than excuses. And you can find any doctor and any friend and any pastor to tell you you're the exception. But a real brother or sister in the Lord will tell you the truth that hurts and blessed are the wounds of a friend. If we're not using our hands and feet anymore, but to feed ourselves and to make our beds and to go to the store and... Maybe he'll take us home early. But if we say, no, I'm here, I'll, I'll do something here. We'll find something for the Lord for you to do to share your faith. There's so much ministry, trust me. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. We can have a no excuses ministry prayer afternoon. You can lead it. <laughs> There's so much to do. There's a jail here. There's homeless there. There's a... Uh, uh, old people home, uh, convalescent homes, all around us. There's so much to do. So why should God open our eyes more if we don't do nothing? I'm just saying. I think revelations and blessings come the more that you do for the Lord. Jesus said, the little you have. Oh, no, he says, if he who has will, will receive more. He who, who doesn't, even what he has will be taken from him. And he says, be careful how you listen because I'm holding you accountable. Shoot, I'm going to stand before the Lord and he's in it. And in my, the Bema Seed experience that I'm going to have is going to be a little different as a senior pastor. He's going to be like, okay, did you warn them for me? Yes, I did. We'd all do it for our moms. We'd all do it for our ailing grandparents. We'd do it for our ailing spouse. Jesus is saying, 
Do it for some people perhaps that aren't your family in blood, but but are your family in spirit or those that I want to bring into the family and I can't use you if you're MIA. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And I love that, that, you know, here's the biblical truth. We know what we know because of the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit that convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. You know, he opened our understanding, and he continues to reveal the deeper things of God. It's a supernatural thing that God reveals more and more truths. And the longer we walk with God, and the more faithful we are in obedience to him, the more revelation comes, and revelation comes, and revelation comes, but it comes by the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus said when he was about to be crucified, and and go and be with the Father, that it must take place so that the Helper, the Holy Spirit, can come and reveal and to teach and to comfort and to counsel and to empower us to be witnesses. In John 14, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. So obedience was what Jesus called for. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth who the, who, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. In John 16, he said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The helper is coming to assist us in life. The Holy Spirit, he has come. And if you believe in Jesus Christ and he's in you, he's in you. But can he empower you? Because in order to be empowered, you have to be willing to obey the word of God. Peter, come out of the boat. And there are so many who will not step out of the boat, will not take the first step of faith so that God can meet you with his strength. There are people who will not volunteer. There are people who will not go consist consistently to church. There are people who, who are Christians who, you know, purposely don't want to get close to other people in the church. Purposely. Why? Because there's accountability when you see other people serving and, we're, and, and maybe I'm not. And that's just too much pressure. The only pressure is Jesus on the cross and those nails. That's the pressure. We serve. We don't live for ourselves and our in our, our appetites. What would you not give up for Jesus? Jesus said, what will a man exchange for his soul? God is a jealous God and he will not share our affections with anyone else. 
that takes priority. He did not call us to be in bondage to people, to people that have hurt us, people who have tried to cripple us and to destroy us. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm free in Christ. I sure am not in bondage to any of my family that doesn't want anything to do with me because I'm a religious Jesus freak. I'm fine. I have God and I have the family of God. And I pray for them. I'm not bitter towards them. I pray for them. But I'm not going to waste my time being, you know, crying for them all day long. God would have me live in joy and in peace. In, 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 you know, there are times to weep and pray, yes, but I'm not in bondage to anybody. I can't save anybody. So why, if it was up to me, then maybe I'd cry all day long, but it's not, it's up to God. I pray and I leave it to him. I trust him to do what I cannot do. No one saved me but God. Paul said, look, I didn't save you, Jesus did. I didn't die for you, did. Were you baptized in my name? The only one that saved us is Jesus. So give him all of your attention. Oh, well, the church hurt me or people hurt me in the church. Jesus never hurt you. Never hurt you. Give him your all. And it's the spirit that searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. You need deep parenting skills. You need deep grandparent skills. You need deep ministry how-to skills. You need deep how-to-do-your-job skills. You need deep how-to-love-your-neighbor skills. We need the deep things of the Spirit to show us how to do it that you don't find in books other than this. All these how-to, how-to-fix, how-to-Instagram, five-minute fix. Five minutes, nothing. Wait on God. Pray. Be empowered by him and do. Just do. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Again, there's that repeated theme. The world is in need of your message. The world is in need of the treasure that you have. You do not need anything that the world has for you. Can I get an amen? amen. Don't admire the world. Don't desire to be with the world other than to help save them. Don't have an affinity towards them. Don't, you know, the things I thought were cool. I thought all kinds of cats were cool. You know? I grew up on social distortion. I thought Mike Ness was the coolest guy. Not so much anymore. Hope he knows Jesus. You know, for you, it may be Elvis is the coolest. You know who's the coolest is Jesus. These are just mere men who are in need of God. We have the spirit, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And that's what I need to know more of. I need to know what has been freely given to me by God. Don't you? How much does God have to give you when it comes to wisdom? 
How much knowledge does God have to get? How much skill? How much talent? How much understanding? How much discernment? I mean, it's by the Spirit that we understand more what has freely been given to me and, and to you. And so if, you're, if you are complete in Christ, I say this to the young who are in here, if you are complete in Christ, then you don't need anything. But God forbid our youth think that they are missing something and they're not going to find it in Christ. They're on their way down a terrible road. We need to pray for our high schoolers. We need to pray for our young adults. We're going to start a young adults thing here pretty soon. We're not, we're not, we're not, uh, I'm telling you, there's all kinds of ministry that's popping up. I'm not going to teach it. Maybe you will. You, You go babysit those young adults and hang out with them. But what I'm saying is, we need to know how big our God is and believe that he has a never-ending well of resources and power and strength and goodness and joy to bestow upon us in our life. If you don't believe that, then you're going to go find something else to make you complete. And that'll destroy a person's soul to hell. Trust me, in my youth, I tried it all. And at the end of the day, I'm sitting there with a bottle of of tequila in my hand on a beach in Rosarito at 10 in the morning telling my friend who we called Pudding hey Pudding is this what it's all about I think I was 20 buying a bottle like that at 10 in the morning and Rosarito got the wristband to go to, what is it, Papa's and Beer? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was disheartened at that time. In shape, young, my life ahead of me, bottle of tequila, empty. To get to that point, I had to survive a lot of violence that could have killed me. Hmm. And Jesus showed up eventually. So why would, so he who is forgiven much loves much. He who is forgiven much serves much. Woo! You still here? (laughs) If I don't see you again anymore, I love you anyways. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. These things, 13, we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. See how God doesn't want us to, he doesn't want us to idolize the world. He doesn't want us to idolize men's wisdom. Some people for years, I mean, we were raised that way. That's why the the world economic people and all the elitists that they invite, who who do they invite to the World Economic Forum? All of the elitists, all of the, 
all of the ones with the doctorates, all of the ones with the with the education, all the ones with successful businesses, all the ones that are successful musicians, all the ones that are, why? Because they idolize themselves. And it's sad when Christians are like, yeah, but Bill Gates is like a nice guy. No, he's not. Didn't Rick Warren speak at that? I heard he was going to. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we're here to make disciples. We're not here to make friends. Although I want, you know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? We want, Of course we want to be friends. But the goal is discipleship. Be careful. Even the, even the, even the elect, Jesus said. There are many, many preachers that I've loved over my life that my heart breaks because they've gone a secular worldly route. And I love Jesus enough to say, though I followed these guys for years, I love them, I'll pray for them, but I can follow them no mas. Is that okay? You follow me as I follow Christ. If I come in here preaching some crazy stuff, then I know I'm, you guys are faithful to leave. Amen? So let me finish up here. But the natural man... Or, or these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Just the discernment that the Holy Spirit gives us. Discernment. We need more of it. Have I lacked discernment in my walk with the Lord? Of course. Everyone in this room has been like, oh, because it's a constant light bulb goes off. We walk with Jesus the next day, a light bulb goes off. You walk with them next week, light bulb goes off. And the things that were kosher for you, they don't anymore because you're growing. We're all growing in the Lord. And we must be patient with each other as Jesus is patient with you. Can you imagine? Hey, man, you should be in the fourth grade by now. What are you doing? What are you doing? You don't pass the test this time, you're done. No, it's you just repeat, rinse. Repeat until you get it. And then you, we, and everyone, as a pastor, that's how I minister. Everyone's on a different, I'm on a different journey. You're on a different journey. You can't say, you know, you should get this. You know? I mean, I feel frustrated like that sometimes. Like, really? But then the Lord says, yeah, but look what comes out of your mouth. Look at how dumb moments you've had over and over and over and over and over again. The Holy Spirit gives more discernment as we seek the Lord. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. And so we have to understand that the world doesn't get our message. We are to give it as the Holy Spirit leads, divine appointments. Be, dis be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Be open. And then when you come across people, the Holy Spirit will show you how to share. Say this. Do this. You know, like the, the Holy Spirit, you know, told, told Philip, go down to, where did you go with the Ethiopian, uh, Samaria, somewhere? The desert. Desert, right? And, and so the Holy Spirit will show you if you're, 
you know, I don't understand all these books on evangelism. It's like, just love God. The Holy Spirit will show you how to minister to people. You just have to be connected to the Lord. And then, and God wants to use you. The message is don't be like, try to be like somebody else. Don't try to use flowery speech. Just be you. There's only one you. And there are people that you can minister to that I can't, or other pastors can't, or other people can't. There's just you. And there's somebody out there who is waiting just for you with your way and your style and you're lean and you just say hey you know you should give your life to Jesus and bingo it works and where 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 I can get them in a headlock and tell them a million times and they don't change but it just took your accent your way how you are and they're like it makes sense boom that's how God wants it to be the devil wants us to think no it's way too sophisticated I'm way uneducated Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.